Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Final hour Thursday edition is here. OutKick 360 across the OutKick network, National Moonshine Day is here. Shine Fest taking place here at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, the party just getting started officially. The outdoor beer garden and, and VIP area opened about an hour ago. And the live music and the party can be heard all the way to the front of the building, which is where our Outkick 360 studios are located. The party keeps going on all evening. And if you've never been to 6th and Peabody, make a point to pregame, postgame, or in-game here the next time you're in Nashville. It is the perfect venue for whatever you're looking for, located a block away from Broadway. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. We welcome in all the, the radio partners uh, across the network, including great partners like Sports Radio 104.7 across the Upper Cumberland. And uh, starting in, uh, what, a, a week from this coming Monday, we welcome in 94.9 The Fan, the flagship uh, for us here in Music City. Uh, we announced that yesterday and thrilled to be a part of the Cromwell Media Group uh, here in Music City on 94.9 The Fan, the new 94.9 The Fan. Brand new station and a brand new affiliation for us in Nashville and Middle Tennessee, so we're excited to get that partnership rolling June 13th and some other announcements coming soon. Yes, also yes. on some other stations joining the fold without Kick360 in our network. Excited about all of them. More expansion into some, uh, some more states or maybe the next, uh, the next word that they'll be Googling in those states will be Outkick360. Who knows? How do you yeah. spell it? Um, tonight, NBA Finals, Game 1. Warriors taking on the Celtics. This game out in San Fran. Tip off a bit after 8 o'clock local time for us. Uh, 9 o'clock Eastern is when they'll tip things off. And I'm, I'm excited to watch this. I think this is going to be a good series uh, between the two teams. Both of these teams have played really solid, consistent basketball um, throughout not just the postseason, but throughout the spring. And now we get to see Steph Curry and the rebuilt Golden State Warriors take on a Celtics group that even after they win the title, what, 2010 was it? 20, 2008 maybe? Uh, with Paul Pierce and Garnett and all them. They've been to the finals a couple of times since then. And here they are back in it again. One of the more consistent franchises, period. Well, credit Danny Ainge. You know, they, they, he won it with the, the, the Boston Three Party. Yeah, right? Yeah. With Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen in 08. And then he was able to decide to do a complete reset and trade away those guys, uh, or Paul Pierce for sure, and I think Garnett, to the Brooklyn Nets. And then that led to the draft picks of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then, boom, you know, a few years later, he has basically reset it to where now this is the new Celtics, you know, not dynasty, but this is the great Celtics team that's got to this finals and should get to more finals. So good job by Danny Ainge, who 
was sort of ran out, I think, of uh, run out of uh, Boston with his job. That's Brad Stevens' job now. He took over for Danny Ainge's role when he stepped away from coaching. I don't uh, want it to be close. The odds suggest uh, that Vegas doesn't think it's going to be close. The Warriors are minus 160 as compared to plus 135 for Boston. And um, I know Boston's emergent here. Uh, as compared to the been there, done that Warriors, this this version built around their core. Um, What's the point spread on that though? Instead of the money line. Uh, well, well, you're that, looking at to win the series. That's for the series yeah. as opposed to for oh, tonight. Okay. Um, but uh, and, and I know we'd prefer for it to be close for for entertainment value. A six it, or seven game series. I is think a better. lot of people are predicting a, a longer series. Now, I think I don't everybody know how always good it's going predicts to be. a longer series. Though, when's the last time? If somebody wasn't, you know, outright dominant through the thing, you saw people picking a five-game series. Everybody always says six or seven. Almost always. And, you know, six-game series um, can feel close and can feel uh, not close depending on how, they, how the game Warriors games are go. favored by four tonight. Four-point spread. I hope it's five-game series, maybe six. I, I, I want Boston smushed and smothered. I, ju- I just want consistent – close, meaningful second-half basketball throughout this series. It's something we can't say about the previous series leading up to this. I think both teams, though, can present that. Boston can defend the, uh, the movement around the perimeter that Golden State's going to have. Uh, meanwhile, we know Golden State, when they're hot, they're going to shoot the lights out, and they, they play the inter- entertaining style. What does the title mean? And, and this is a... a Maybe it doesn't mean all that much to, to the legacy of Steph Curry. What, he, what, he's won two MVPs, three titles, go for a fourth, and can do it without, you know, can, he can do it after going through the era of building up the Warriors to what they were, then bringing Durant on. Durant's out. Now they've gone through the rebuild and the restructure, and they're back in the finals, and he has a chance to win a, a fourth at the age of 34. Yeah, I think it means a great deal. I mean, to to stick around and regenerate your team, particularly in this day and age, the way teams uh, and guys move, I think he, he comes across as an old guard guy. And um, at, at that age, um, and uh, as an outside guy, I, I, I think it says a lot about him. Four, four titles for anybody is a big deal, but when you're doing it too with, with your main uh, – additional guy not being the same is a big deal. It's crazy to go back and look at those years now. So we mentioned the Celtics won it in 08. Mm-hmm. Lakers with Kobe won in 09 and 10, back-to-back. Okay, so then the Miami Heat, the, the Mavs beat the Heat. Then the Heat won back-to-back. The Heat had a legitimate chance to win four in a row when they had the super team. They lose the Mavericks in 11. They beat the Thunder in 12, beat the Spurs in 13, losing that, in that series to the Spurs four games to one. Uh, that would have been th- a three-peat for the Heat. And then you got the Warriors run. The Warriors win it in 15, lose in seven to mm. the Cavs in 16, and then win in 17 and 18, both those series over the Cavs. So there you have the Warriors with a chance, legitimate shot at four yeah. in a row during that time. It, it just it speaks to... 
By the way, five in a row almost for the Warriors. They lost the next year 4-2 to the Raptors. Well, look at their consistency of just to Toronto. playing in the finals so, itself. It has always been a sport of dynasty, but that Warrior stretch, then to bottom out yes. and be the worst team in the NBA by a mile, and then to get back, I mean, I, yes, it, it says a lot about Steph Curry's legacy. To go through that, to have that stretch of three, going to the finals for five straight years, winning three, and then to bottom out the way they did and to come back with some of the same cast of characters in Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, but different supporting cast, and win again at 34, it cements him as a – I mean, he's already one of the all-time greats. It puts him squarely into that category. And it's not like he's um, just a role piece to what they're doing. You know, he's he scored, what is it, 27 or 28 or more in four of the last seven games for them. It, it may be – four of the last eight. Um, I'm trying to think about the length of these series. But he's contributing at the high level, and he's still the guy. You still look at him and think, at 34, the average NBA All-Star is some is like 26 and a half years old. And here he is at 34 producing like the top star in the league that he is and going for title number four. And they're built for more consistency. It's remarkable. And they... They are always there. Chad, you're right, though. It is a sport of dynasty. It, it's incredible no, just looking yeah. through this list uh, year by year. I mean, you, it, you can name a year and ask, is, was that the Lakers era? Was that the Celtics era? Was that the Warriors? Was that the Heat? You know, you can go through every time. And that really, makes last year from the so unusual 80s on. You know, to have the Milwaukee final yeah. that we had. Well, you, you have these little you know spurts Blitz. of teams that won it. Raptors, Mavs. Bucks, I'll put in that category. Pop up, pop a up, pop up team. Yep. And then the teams that lost, you've got the Suns, the Clippers. You know, you've got these groups of teams you never see there recently that had a shot at it, and now it's back to the back to the norm. Well, so you know, back, another back into the pool. It's yeah. funny when you look at uh, from Lakers 09-10 to the Heat run they had with the Spurs to the Warriors. The Lakers in twenty twenty is a pop up team. Yeah. That was the, the that year. was the bubble year, but yep. the Lakers beat the Heat. I, by the way, completely forgot that in the bubble year it was the Heat and Eric Spolster that went on a run that got to the finals that year and lost the Lakers. I'm all for forgetting the bubble year. LeBron's not. Yeah, he's no. going to point to I brought a title to L.A. again. Not, ju- I wanted to not do. just NBA wise, like across the board, the the bubble year yeah. was forgettable. Um, are you guys surprised Drew Timmy's coming back to the Zags? Speaking of the NBA, let's tie in the draft a bit. I am too. I like watching them play I college ball. But Drew Timmy is back. They are ninety and seven in the three years he's been at Gonzaga. That's ridiculous. I and look at Drew Timmy and I think is he the most recognizable college basketball player? Yes, and he's a great college basketball player, and he's terrific for the sport. And I don't know that he's going to be a great pro. So I, I love that he's coming back because I'm a bigger college basketball fan than NBA fan. So selfishly. I want him in that sport. Um, I also love that Drew Timmy did not say, let's run it back. His announcement was something like, I'm coming back. No, he or, just said, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Perfect. I took so, so much heat for this, but I got on Isaiah Wong of Miami because we had this discussion. He put, let's run it back. And I said, you don't want to win a title again? <laughs> is, that, is that the goal? I mean, you had a nice tournament run for Miami, again. but let's, let's run let's it back. It again. And I said that, you know, all these 
the young whippersnappers on Twitter. Oh, old man, you know, on this front porch yelling at the at kids. I said, no. He said, just let him do whatever he wants. There's no right or wrong. No, there is right or wrong. I'm telling you what's right. This Words is, mean we things. Have, we've gotten away from this in our society. Well, it doesn't matter. He's a young guy. Can say it however he wants. No. All, my parents were taught by their parents there are certain things that are right or wrong in how you word something or how you say something. My parents taught me that. I'm not going to allow a generation to skip where I don't teach the younger generation that when you say let's run it back, yep. you say that after a title. You don't just say that willy-nilly after an average season. These things matter. I don't understand why, but no, old people can't talk to young people about these matters. They can do whatever they want. Precise language Truth is, is a construct irrelevant. of the mind and doesn't exist. <laughs> do whatever you want. No, I'm telling you, this is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to say it. If you win a title, you can announce you're coming back by saying, let's run it back. If you didn't win the title... Don't use that phrase. You don't want Period. to run it back. You want to do something different. It's that simple. Also announcing they're back. Jalen Wilson at Kansas. Marcus, Marcus Sasser at Houston. They're coming back to college basketball. Um, I don't know. It, it, normally, I, I would say this is, you know, Drew Timmy coming back is great for college hoops. I'm just surprised. And maybe this is more NIL. Maybe it's not. But it's, it's unusual to have a, a guy of his stature in the college game, the recognizable familiarity aspect of his game at Gonzaga, to not go pro after year three. That's, even if he's not a, going to be a long-term pro or not, I don't, I'm not familiar recently yeah, with guys unusual. saying, you know, I'm coming back for another year. I'm back. I love that he's doing it. Me too. I mean, Me too. I, I love it because there, there's – the reverse of that, Hutton, is all the freshman, sophomore guys, or even juniors, that I see a headline that, oh, this player's decided to keep his name in the draft. And I'm thinking, who? Right. There are too many people I read. I'm like, I don't remember this guy having a college career. And now he's decided to keep his name in the we draft. Fran for Schiller Timmy's, Timmy's the exact opposite. Good luck to him. Um, coming up, we're going to hit a, a number of different headlines. We'll get into some streaming aspects of what Major League Baseball and one team is doing, at least, with the, the Boston Red Sox and what it means for the future of streaming for Major League Baseball and what needs to change with the structure that is currently being implemented with the Red Sox plan for the streaming app for their organization. We will also discuss uh, Josh Donaldson, who's upset with the way his Yankees teammates reacted to what happened. Um, and, and that was with the, the Tim Anderson uh, incident calling him uh, Jackie. We'll get into that. Plus, we will discuss uh, American fans and the hottest soccer star. Are they, are they having words? Are they, are they is, beefing? Is there a beef? We'll ask PK this question and uh, give reaction to it. All of that and more straight ahead on Outkick 360. Hang with us. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, 
off and running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Outkick 360 rolls on. Josh Donaldson's upset with his Yankees teammates, uh, specifically Aaron Judge and Liam Hendricks, uh, for how they have been vocal in reacting to the incident that Donaldson had with Tim Anderson, calling Anderson Jackie. Um, being suspended, and then having to hear his teammates being asked about it. I thought um, Donaldson's handled everything well. You know, the apology to the Robinson family, all that. Um, but then his recent comments about how his Yankees teammates didn't have his back just uh, was a bit off of the script of what he's been saying. Time to where just let it if go. he just shows up and plays again, to me... Like we discussed earlier this week, he moves on from it. And you can handle that stuff in private if you have an issue with that. Approach guys, have conversations with them, sort it out behind the scenes in the locker room. And uh, as far as the public at least knows, you're done with it and you're past it. Yeah, his but thing why was. why take that uh, out loud? I, I, well, he's I being. Think it was good well, I, and I agree. Like he's, t- he's taking it out loud. He, he's also being asked by reporters for the first time, hey, what are your, what's your reaction to what Hendricks said? Or what Judge said, and so he's reacting to that, and he's saying, everywhere I've been, the I've been I'm offered contract extensions. I think he said, for, except for Oakland, I've been often offered contract extensions to stay. I've, I've been a good teammate. I've been good in the locker room. I don't want to be portrayed as this being something more than what it was this one time with this one player. Um, and, and then he went on to say, look, Hendricks – says one thing, and I, I saw what he said in the, in the media, and then he's he acts completely different whenever I'm there in front of his face. That's what struck me, That's what you take is that it to he's willing to take it that far in the media again, and now Hendricks will then answer you the next question. you got to take that to, to Hendricks. I think it's Say, natural. Dude, you're acting one way and saying another thing. Let's hash this out amongst ourselves. I think it's a very natural reaction. If you're the one facing the heat, and you're in the crossfires, and you feel like, I did not intend for this to come across this way, and I'm being unfairly characterized as something I'm not, Yeah. to get mad when people you think are your friends are just either being quiet or agreeing with the mob. Uh, so he's mad at Aaron Judge for saying, yeah, shouldn't have done it. You know, it was dumb. Uh, he's, he's mad that they didn't come to his bed and say, well, it may, it may have been dumb, but, you know, I know Josh, and he's a great teammate, and he probably didn't mean, you know, the way Tim took it or whatever. I don't know how he wants them to defend him, but he wants something, right? right? And we've probably all been in a moment where, man, I feel like I'm on an island here, and everybody's silent. No one's saying a word. You're getting attacked by someone or someone's saying stuff about you you think's unfair, and no one is there to defend you. And I think the human reaction is to think, man, I really wish my guys had had my back against that person saying that about me, or at least when asked publicly on the record about it, would have said nicer things about me than that. Now, I talked about this in the Fox News Minute for tomorrow. The other possibility is his teammates just don't like him. I mean, that's a possibility. 
Josh Donaldson's an outspoken guy. He's got a big personality. Not everyone likes that. You're not always going to fit into every clubhouse and every locker room, right? So what would have floated with the Braves or with the Twins or other teams that he's been a part of that he said, everywhere I've been, they tried to re-sign me, maybe doesn't fly with the Yankees clubhouse. I don't know, but that's a possibility. I think they brought him in in part for some veteran leadership. Uh, Last year's team was lacking uh, that, didn't have enough of that, and I think that's part of why they dealt for him. Uh, Better infield defense, um, offense that's you know a little better than than what they had, or different kind of offense than what they had in uh, Urshela at at third base, and some veteran leadership. So I think uh, the the brass certainly thought that he'd be a, a good locker room guy that would be well liked and and taken to along with Rizzo, who took over that that uh, you know was good in that role last year and made them want him back. Well, other so, than his beef with Anderson, has there been any indication no. that he's done anything other than that? No. No, and that's what – it's just, again, that's the one part that's a little bit weird to me is that if he had been such a great locker room guy and everyone liked him and got along with him, you would think that his teammates would back him up more than they did. Right? Is it just these or two least, guys? At least that, they just there are two guys it, who have been vocal The only about people it. that I saw saying, I know for a fact that Josh Donaldson is not a racist were former teammates. On other teams. My feeling is that it, they just feel like it, it put the whole team in a bad light, got them into, involved in a story that they didn't want to be involved with, and they just wished the whole damn thing didn't happen or went away faster. But it's also, I mean, and I get this, we're talking about natural human response right now. You look around at the world and you say, I don't want to be the guy saying Tim Anderson's wrong to feel like he was being racist towards right. him. Yeah. I mean, that's natural too. Like, I've got a microphone in my face. I'm probably not rushing to say, Josh is right, he's wrong. Yeah, you're being careful. Because then you know you're going to get crushed by people if you say that too. So, look, this is something that needs to be handled in the clubhouse and amongst the team. And if he's got a big issue with that with Aaron Judge or Hendricks or whoever, go to them and talk to them about it. I don't think he took the right approach by going to the media. But, again, I also can completely understand – at the base human level, why you would be upset or disappointed if you're Josh Donaldson and you truly feel like, because he's the only one who knows his intent with it. And I mean, I, I, I believe him for the most part with what he's saying. It was a joke that didn't fly, didn't, didn't have the, the intent that he wanted with it, but I don't think he was meaning for it to be that type of derogatory towards Tim Anderson. But either way, Handle it internally. We spend a lot of time, and I spend too much time saying what a guy should have said as opposed to what he said. But I think in this instance, uh, we're probably in agreement. Like, you just kind of say, hey, I, I need to talk to those guys, and we need to sort it out amongst ourselves. You put a nail in it publicly like that, and then you go do that. Um, I wonder if it spirals, maybe not. Maybe Again, this is like worst-case scenario for the Yankees. Does it spiral into something where this is a – Trade deadline move? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, they got some, some moves they need to make, but they're not at third base. They, they, yeah, need but to, they, they need to move Aaron Hicks, and they need to deal with Joey Gallo, a center fielder and a left th- fielder that aren't productive. I think the key moving forward with that then is for Hendricks to cut this off the pass whenever he's asked about it later today. And 
say we're handling it in the clubhouse now. Well, they've got a double header. Last I okay. saw, they're delayed in the eighth against the Angels. So uh, I don't know if they talked before the first game or they just talked between the games or what. They were rained out last night. Um, what's going on with Pulisic and, and America fans? American so, fans. So they played uh, a friendly last night against Morocco. Morocco, decent. They qualified for the World Cup. But this is an early friendly in the build-up to the World Cup, which is still a good ways off. They played in Cincinnati. There have been several games in Ohio with higher stakes not too long ago. Um, Why does Ohio get all these games? Well, they like the training uh, setup in, in Columbus and in Cincinnati. So they go sometimes to a place that's convenient for them where they like the setup. Uh, I think it seats 26. They they drew 19.5. Tickets are expensive. This is on U.S. soccer, right? So average ticket was probably 100, and a lot of the U.S. soccer fans there have been to games lately. And uh, you know, it's a week night on a holiday week where a lot of people maybe just traveled. All of that. Every person of Moroccan descent within several hundred miles apparently went to this game because yeah, uh, yeah because it, 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 there was a, a big turnout from the records I dug up there are 2500 residents in Ohio of Moroccan descent according to the census the 43rd biggest immigrant population in Ohio so they all brought relatives and a bunch came from out of state so Polisic said in his post-game interview. With By the way, first about- time they've played in the U.S. against the U.S. in 16 years okay. for Morocco. Okay. So not does not happen often. Okay. So Pulisic said after the game when they asked him about the crowd, he said, disappointed, frankly. Uh, disappointed in the Americans. Yeah, he anyway. said, I'm not super happy with the amount of Americans here, however that works out, if I'm being completely honest. But thanks to those who did come. Yeah, and I'm happy to be playing <laughs> at home, he said. Now, he, he, he misspoke there a little bit because these Moroccan fans are probably mostly American. But... He meant national team supporters. Sure. Oh, well, yeah, we know what he's saying. Right. Yeah, those that are supporting Team And I USA. think it's completely legitimate. I mean, uh, but it's mostly on the U.S. Federation for scheduling it when they scheduled it and where they scheduled it and for making the prices what they do. And this is a recurrent problem in that they tend to make the prices high enough that the diehards who might come to a lot of games come to one last game or two last games instead of shelling out 100 bucks a ticket. Now, 100 bucks a ticket doesn't sound that expensive to me. I, I know my pricing is, is different than a lot of people, but I would expect to spend 100 bucks to see the national team and to see Pulisic if he came to my town. But I, I guess that's high. But I don't have that's any high. beef with what he said. Yeah, it's the, so the average prices were it's all, all tickets were in the 60 to $160 range. So uh, and to me, that's them that, pricing it, knowing that the Moroccan fans are showing up and they're going to pay yeah, five dollars. They're taking advantage of that, so they're inviting that this to is, happen. Yeah. To and me, this is, this is like when uh, this is like when Vandy ups the prices when Tennessee comes yeah. to town, exactly, because they're going to feast on it's Tennessee fans. They're going to buy out the tickets in, in Nashville, and they could do this with virtually any country. <laughs> you know, they know that the fans of the other country, people with connections to that country, are going to come to see their country because it's such an infrequent thing. And we're in a melting pot in America. So there's going to be representatives of that country in this country everywhere Mm -hmm. you go. 
So it's going to be easy to sell tickets for that. It's yeah. just part of how it works. I, I like that Pulisic was so honest with this, and I don't want to you know muzzle anyone that's going to give their honest opinion on it. Um, I also feel like, Paul, to every point that you made, he should know by now that this is kind of the way it works. I mean, he'd still be pissed off. Who he should call out is U.S. soccer, really. Say, is this what U.S. soccer wants? Do they want us to play in front of – 8,000 empty seats and more Moroccan fans than U.S. fans? Because if that's what they want, that's what we're getting. 19,512 fans showed up, 26,000 capacity. How often does he play? And you look at it, there are Moroccan flags everywhere. Yeah, it's red. Around the stadium. How often does he play in these friendlies? Not our red. Most of the time, especially in the the European off-season. Well, but in-season, I would say, hey, uh, uh, I'm an American fan showing up and you're not here. Where are you? No, he's there most of the time. Well, but uh, Hutton's right that if there's one time that you thought he was going to play and he didn't, that you bought tickets months in advance to go see him and he didn't play, that's I the mean, response there, from there the fan, been, right? There have been a hey, couple of instances I spent $160, here. make that uh, times four for my family to go, and you didn't show up. That's I why think, I'm not going to this been, game. I think he Paul, came off been, the be, bench when he was here. To be fair to, the, to this, though, there have been a couple of instances where the B squad has been what – Team USA has rolled out for U.S. soccer in these friendly matches because it's just a friendly. It's no big deal or whatever. Well, it, yeah, it depends, too. And people, smart people know uh, this is now World Cup buildup. Yeah, so there's, and, significance, there's more significance to no these doubt. friendlies than to no other doubt. friendlies. No it's doubt. all about the time of the year but they, and the calendar. They, they marketed this to the opposition. Because they knew they would. Well, get you don't the even you sales. don't even have to. It just takes care of itself. Well, I'm saying marketed, not marketed, but they they set it up. They priced it for the opposition because yeah. you're going to pay to see them once instead of the cycle in preparation eight for games them or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it, it usually works like this. It's just kind of part of it. But I, I think I think he should have been even more biting if he wants to say something to the federation. Oh yeah. Go after the well, federation. He's, he's got and, the and this is one it. of those. That, that's exactly right. We talk about you know if you're a player not coming yeah. to OTAs and you have a certain amount of strength, you can say so. Or if you have an injury, you know if you're if you're Titans cornerback Christian Fulton, who's the best cornerback on the team, go ahead and put out a picture that you had shoulder surgery after the season's over, yeah. and then you take care of all the injury questions. But you have to be a player of a certain stature. Well, if you're Polisic, you have all the stature in the world to say. I don't like the way the U.S. soccer's running this thing. So say it. Uh, everybody knows it. It's just a matter of the guy with the biggest stripes on his, on his shirt saying it. So what's their, what's their upcoming schedule like? They, got, they, they have probably, two more friendlies, right? That was the first of three? Uh, yeah, like probably. And then there's probably four more close to the okay. World Cup. So what's the next? Do we know the next venue? I, I know we do, but do you know off the top of your head? I don't know off the top uh, I'll of my head. I'll look it up. Um, because then, then we immediately can Google ticket prices and see how those sales are Man, going. I hope the response is good and not the U.S. soccer community being like, you know what, screw you. We're not oh, going at all. No, it, it can't they be The U.S. soccer community won't Not with the buildup for the World that. Cup. but It's just a little soon, and uh, I'll probably do one of my Fox soccer rundowns about this. You know, the cutter thing has screwed everything up. Next Thursday in a regular World Cup would be opening day of the World Cup, mm. and that's when we need a World Cup. Now it yeah. is is not June, in the fall. June to July. We don't need a World yeah, Cup. I, not, not just America, but the world. That's when a World Cup should be. June to July for a month. That's a great time for the biggest sporting event in the world every four years. June twenty fifth 
United States versus Colombia will take place in Commerce City, Colorado. And then on June 28th, they'll play Columbia again in Sandy, Utah. I didn't know these places had such stadiums. Dick's Sporting Goods Park in Commerce City, Colorado, and Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah. I need to look up capacity That's, for this That place. must be just outside of Salt Lake and, uh, and just outside of Denver. That, I mean, that be. must be the MLS. Oh, get stadium. ready, Paul. It's going to be a summer to remember after that. USA and Haiti on 4th of July. That'll right. take place in Mexico. They're playing that. And then Jamaica versus the United States. Go ahead and and also tweet, in Mexico. I'll get that get tweet ready. ready. I don't know why we're going to Mexico. And then they're playing uh, Mexico in Mexico. All in Los... Uh, the, two of the games are in <laughs> Los Garza. Oh, it's gorgeous there. And then Nuevo <laughs> León. Mexico. That's New Leon. <laughs> new Leon. New Leon. Yeah, New Leon. So in New Leon, Mexico, and then uh, Los Garza. All I know is New Leon is superior but, to Old Leon. Okay. You don't want to play in Old Leon. I don't. <laughs> you're going to have to walk to me through, like, strategically. Uh, you, you did a good job explaining they've got a lot of their base of operation in Columbus, or they like the training there or whatever. So they'll play multiple matches in Columbus or Cincinnati. But help me with Colorado – is this like altitude training? They probably want a little altitude. I feel like Cotter's pretty sea level <laughs> based, right? Wouldn't be for that. Colorado and Utah, and then three matches in Mexico against only one of them against Mexico. Do you bid for these games? Do the cities and venues bid? I, I don't know. How but why exactly are they it going works? to Mexico? Did they just have to like? They're probably going. Was to this Mexico. a contract with Haiti and Jamaica that, that we will meet in Mexico? Maybe, but they're probably going to Mexico to get a little uncomfortable, hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you, you, you're going to be uh, opposed in Qatar against England and against uh, the other teams you're playing. You don't want to be playing all home and, and be you know, appreciated by the crowd. Play in Ohio. <laughs> or play in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. What, where's another big Moroccan <laughs> community? Where have they not been in 16 yeah. years? Yeah, Where, I actually heard that Portland, Oregon has a huge, huge Moroccan Huge, uh, yes, uh, Ghanaian community. Ghanaian <laughs> community. So we're going to go play Ghana in Portland. Where are there a lot of Haiti immigrants? Yes. Just go there. All the Haitian immigrants in Miami. We're going to play an away match in Miami, in Miami against Haiti. It's a shame it's such a... A tricky thing. I mean, we've played away matches against Mexico in the United States. That's for damn sure. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, what about Canada? Uh, Canada is just getting good now. In the snow, in the ice. I kind of want to see what we've played Canadian Mexico in the snow is doing now. Yeah, like well, how are they getting ready? Are they just playing all their matches in Toronto, or are they headed, you know, to Brazil I, to I play don't, matches? I don't follow Canadian soccer closely. But you'd have a much Canada, better chance of getting a Canadian jersey on Simon than Canada a Mexican Canada men's national. And I also want to see how much their, their price is. They're headed to like Washington State and Alaska. I really play. want to get this U.S.-Canada rivalry going in soccer. The U.S.-Mexico rivalry exists. We need, to, we need to amp it up with Canadians. Well, it would be much harder for you to insult the Canadians. They're much more laid back than yeah, the Jamaicans. They're not going to take it the way the Jamaicans took it. I yeah. thought the Jamaicans would take it lying down high. Like they but do everything they, they else, but they didn't. Oh, there so he they, goes again. They, they there stood he up. goes again. They these, stood up. Uh, these stadiums, by the way, are both MLS stadiums. So it's uh, Real Davey Salt says. Lake and uh, it's and, uh, in Denver. Yeah, in Commerce oh, City. Yeah. Commerce City. So Commerce City is Denver. close to. Okay, it's close to Denver. So give credit to Nashville for a MLS Sandy, stadium. Sandy, in Utah is twenty miles away from Salt Lake City. 
Oh, that's brutal. I'm all for stadiums in uh, cities bearing that uh, team, you know, Sandy, Utah. Real Sandy. Got to be able to (laughs) – old Sandy uh, was was not as good. No, new Sandy. I've made the mistake of going to the Canadian soccer team uh, website. now you're and in the I'm algorithm. Like, it's, it's you're like going to be suggested. It's uh, like I just showed up in Montreal. It's like in French, half of it. <laughs> and it just doesn't make any sense. His entire computer is <laughs> not going to be in French. It doesn't make any sense because it's in French and he doesn't No, speak it's French. not even that. It's like, they, it's, like the <laughs> French, that. it's like the French constructed the damn site because it has events. <laughs> Those damn and then French it's just Canadians got, well, Paul, doing Canadian Paul, things. Paul, you go well, to a website. They? Look at this. Tell me how you'd like to structure a website. I'd like to know. I don't know. Games? Schedule, <laughs> ticket information. I go to events thinking I'm going to see show. that. You got a fashion show going and on. And I've here. got I've got a fashion show and I've got all these championships. <laughs> That's the next big event. Like I go to the US, show. I'm going to give US soccer full marks right now. I go to their site, immediately I see schedule. English. And I go on there and it's boom, boom, boom. You can buy tickets to all these events, locations, start times, <laughs> where you can find it on television. All in English. I go to Canada and I see events and it's just the Futsal Canadian Championship, Toyota National. There's no games. There's no schedule. There's no ticket opportunities. Chad hating on Canadian. Canadia, as I just called Okay, it. hold and on. The, and the French. Matches. And the French, Cana- and the French Canadians are really, that's two times as Screw good. Quebec. Twice as bad. <laughs> You'd love Canada. With the new t-shirt for Chad. Screw oh, I think Quebec. I found Screw it. Canadian. I found something. All right, who are they oh, playing? We're, we're getting I had to go for to comparison's sake. Are they playing in Mexico? I, I want I want Hutton to see this to vouch for me. I had to go to national teams and drop down and go all the way over here to matches. Yes. That makes no sense. It's right next to the women's net. They're in sold fact, out. They don't need in to fact, sell. In fact, I'm probably looking at women's schedule right now. Are they next to the women's Morocco? national team. No, the men's national team will play Panama. That's not a good game. June 5th. Honduras. They're playing in they're playing in Vancouver. They're yeah, playing uh, Curacao in Vancouver on June 9th. June 13th, they're playing Honduras. <laughs> you got to get out of uh, in San Pedro CONCACAF. Sula. I guess that's in Honduras. You got to get out of CONCACAF here, Canada. Where else? They're playing, they're playing uh, a lot of games in their country, to their credit. So they're playing in the same stadiums as the American team. They're not going to be for those brutal crowds in Qatar. No, did you hear me, Paul? They're playing. It's like they're going down with the Americans. They're playing yeah. in Nuevo Leon against Trinidad. New Leon. Oh, that's the women's team. Never mind. Nesson These is are all offering women's matches. a <laughs> I can't full even season this. package for Red Sox fans. Um, we will get into the price point for this. And this is uh, for subscribers. You can stream each Boston Red Sox and Boston Bruins game of the season. And it's through Nesson. And... We'll discuss when we come back if this is a model that will latch on to literally pro sports and individual fan bases for the networks in your town, in your city. And this is a good gauge for what you're willing to pay for or not pay for. This is straight ahead on Outkick 360. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Try to localize this discussion 
uh, a bit here for the southeast part of our listing area. Envision a, a time in the near future where you can have on an app through a regional sports network that will allow you to stream um, the Major League Baseball team that eventually arrives here in Nashville plus the Nashville Predators in the NHL, for instance. Or the, the Atlanta Braves on a monthly, month-to-month basis. That's what Nesson is doing. They're the first big regional sports network that is offering this to cord cutters. Um, and this happened uh, earlier this week where for the average of what is a dollar a day, I sound like an infomercial right now, uh, for the average of a, a dollar a day, you can feed a family. It's twenty nine ninety nine a month, and it's three hundred twenty nine ninety nine for the annual subscription, and that gets you access on any mobile device, any streaming device, for every Red Sox game and Boston Bruins game. So that's the pitch. It is still more affordable if you are a cable subscriber to just buy the Nesson package, which adds on $5 per month to your bill. But this is the offer for those who have cut cords with cable or satellite, but yet you're still wanting that regional sports network connection. That's what Nesson is offering here. Um, And I'm sure they'll have some takers. I'm sure there will be others that say, hey, I'm 30 bucks a month. I'm already spending this, 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 this on Netflix and Hulu and YouTube and everything else. I'm not doing it. So maybe they end up adjusting their prices. But you know the larger markets are thinking about doing the exact same thing. And especially the Yankees, Paul, will be paying attention to how well this is received. Yeah, and I I think the Yes Network is available, but it's not available nationwide. I can't get it. I'd like to have it. Well, so, this this is I, only you available. You can get this outside you can only, of New you England. You can only subscribe to this if you live in the New England area. So it's like it's got the the border, the umbrella up on your on your server. See, I I wonder about that, and I understand there's regional stuff going on. So the Angels don't want Red Sox fans who live in Southern California. That's weird to me, though, that to be able to get the Red Sox. But that to me is the biggest sales well, point of this whole that's thing. Major League Baseball. It's that's not the necessary. displaced Yankees fan who would buy this is the huge market for it. And that's where I... Especially if you live in Nashville, Tennessee, and you're not stepping on Nashville, Tennessee's market. Well, that's they have to protect their... I'm sure their relationships with cable companies and whoever's offering the package. MLB.TV offers that package. You subscribe. So I have the Yankees. You go to MLB.TV, and you can watch the Red Sox here in Nashville. But if you want to do that there, you can get... Your, and you're a cord cutter, you can just subscribe to Nesson. I think it's expensive. So I think most cord cutters are in the cord cutting business, obviously, because they want to downsize their bills. And if you're downsizing your bills, 329 bucks a year is a yeah. lot still. Sure. Now, it's not as much as your cable bill would be over the course of a year with that $5 a month. It's probably more than that. To add the the Nesson tier it's to $5 it, it's $5.14 a month. That's pretty reasonable add to your cable bill to get Nesson. So that's a reasonable deal, but your cable bill over 12 months is going to be a hell of a lot more oh, than 329 yeah. But three, if you're dedicated to getting costs down, you're, some people are going to take the 329 but a lot of people are going to say, I cut the cord to get out from under bills, 
period, and I'm not willing to add another 329. They'll end up with, with something, but they're sure. not going to end up with as much as they imagine, I would suspect. You know what our economy, I think, needs and what America needs is as many prosperous businesses to do well and not monopolize anything. When you look across different streaming services, cable uh, channels, everything. But what we, the consumer, needs is for someone to consolidate all of it and make it as easy as possible. And as cheap as possible. Yes. And to say, hey, you know, if you want to cut the cord, great. Um, Apple just bought Netflix, the, the Amazon Prime service. And Hulu. Hulu and all this other stuff. And you can now do that. Oh, and they have a partnership with Disney ESPN. You can get Disney Plus ESPN, all that. Under one thing, pay us $150 a month for a streaming service. That, instead of paying, you know, fourteen ninety nine a month for seven different streaming I say, services, I'd say it's like the the restaurant in the Seinfeld episode. Babu had a, a menu with everything: American and Indian and Italian and and everything. Like the Canadian soccer website. Like we wanted all of that stuff at the same restaurant, and then Jerry told him, "No, you got to narrow it down." And and then at the by the end of the episode, they can't decide where to go to eat because everybody <laughs> wants something different. They said, "If only there was a restaurant." Well, you could get everything. The, yep. key, the key to this, to me, is the multi-pro sport model. It's not just one team. With this Nesson package, it's not just MLB.TV. You're getting the Bruins, too. Yeah. So that's, you're, getting, you're getting your sports from your, your city. city. You're not just getting Major League Baseball and the Red Sox. Well, if package. they had, let's say, the Celtics also, you know, on top of that. If they I mean, had the, the rights to that, then boom, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck if you're a, a New England sports fan who follows all those teams. You got to find the price point. I think I, I'm sure they've studied it hard and everything, and done surveys to figure out what it is. But I would imagine there's room here for it to 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 slide, based on the response they get to it. And I think for some people who've given up cable TV mm-hmm. because it's very expensive, and you're still dying to watch the Red Sox, you say, "Hey, they came up with a way for me to do it. That's terrific." But what percentage of people well, who cut the cord are willing had, to come back in at 329? At, if you've already jumped, if you've cut the cord and you've already jumped in on the Major League Baseball package online, now you've got to woo those people over from them already subscribing to that right. package. There's plenty of topics to explore from what Nesson is trying to do. We're back at it tomorrow. Bobby Carpenter will join us. Pro Football Hall of Famer Mike Singletary on the show as well. Join us for Outkick 360. I love Canada, unlike Chad. Don't block the box, do lock your locks.